Welcome to Chris Abat Skim Wikipedia, the podcast where two guys try and clap simultaneously before they start recording and usually fail to do a good job of it, but it's just close enough to, to work, but not close enough to really, you know, get that match you're looking for for matching up sound. This is a real behind-the-scenes, inside baseball way to start the podcast, talking about when we clap at the beginning to give ourselves a, like a... Marking. A little, little uh, pep in our step. We give each other a round of applause, right, before yeah. we get started. We give ourselves, we give each other a what they call a a sitting ovation. It's like a standing ovation, yep. but for people who, you think if somebody if you if somebody got like a sitting ovation, well, I guess that's just clapping. <laughs> a sitting ovation, yeah, that's just clapping. That's just like a thing that happens. It's, yep, it's also nice. Oh yeah, it's also nice. It's definitely nice to get a sitting ovation, but I was like. I guess it really makes it separates the, the uh, a sitting ovation from a standing ovation, which is what they refer to as an ovation. Nobody ever really talks about the ovation you're getting when people stay seated. It's the act of standing. It's the act of people being like, I'm not just going to sit in my seat. I'm going to get up and I'm going to clap, 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 clap for you because I respect you. I wonder if standing ovation has a Wikipedia page. Possibly. Uh, it's a form of applause as members of a seated audience stand up while applauding after extraordinary performances of particular high acclaim. In ancient Rome, returning military commanders whose victories did not quite meet the requirements of a triumph but were still praiseworthy were celebrated with an ovation instead. Ah, so take that. Um, successful but not super successful. Well, the requirements of a, oh, apparently a Roman triumph is a very specific thing. And we just call things triumphs, like insult comic dogs. Uh, so, yeah, insult comic dogs, and what else? What do we else call triumph? Oh, is there some sort of, like, I feel like there's some other sort of triumph thing, like uh, some sort of brand of something. Like uh, pipes? Maybe. Uh, I'm just going to search for triumph. Well, I know sometimes there's a triumph of the will, but that's not great. <laughs> Let's see. There's a it's Triumph magazine, a def- defunct <laughs> Catholic publication. Yeah, finally. The There's Triumph, the former Justice League member, which I'm assuming is also the uh, comic dog. Yep, definitely. I think I was thinking of uh, Triumph. The Canadian hard rock band Triumph. <laughs> I think actually, kind of, I was. I think I've actually heard of of them, the uh, Canadian hard rock band Triumph. I don't know if I know any of their songs in particular, but I do think I've heard about of them. I have. Uh, not heard the song Triumph by the Wu-Tang Clan, but I think I may have been thinking about um, Triumph the car, like the British car. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it seems like Triumph is like an older sort of former British car, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. My guess is that at some point, Jerry Seinfeld is driven around in a Triumph in uh, comedians in cars getting <laughs> coffee, and so I know yeah. it. Okay, I'm familiar with Triumph, the insult car brand. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm incredibly distracted today. <laughs> I have stumbled upon a thread on Twitter about a man dumping a bucket of hot diarrhea on a woman in Hollywood, <laughs> and her quote just says, "Hot liquid, I was soaked." And it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes. Paramedics who came to treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. This is the most horrific thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, I don't know why you had to... This is not that kind of podcast. It's not that kind of show. 
It's, uh... Uh, I'm so, I'm just explaining why I'm so distracted. I signed on to Wikipedia and immediately uh, left Wikipedia to look at Twitter, and this is what I found on Twitter, um, and it's horrifying. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, I don't see like what people because here's my my Twitter secret. I don't see Twitter as like a whole. I I have like a, a list that I made many moons ago. And I pretty much only look at that list and will only occasionally. Uh, stick out from that list, so I don't see a lot of weird, random things or whatever. I only see what people that like. This I, was on their explore page. Oh wow! <laughs> this is something that they like are now showing like everybody. That's well, it was reported by NBC. It's part of their Twitter moments. Ding ding uh, ding. So, and I follow Twitter moments uh, both for work uh, and play. And so I don't I don't miss a, a hot story about some hot diarrhea. <laughs> uh, so. I will say that if it was being stored up, it must have been heated up then. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, you probably put it in the microwave. You know, we don't have to get into specifics. <laughs> That's the one detail that... Anyways, I've been, I looked up uh, films with a Triumph car. Uh, there's one in Dr. No. There's one in Thunderball. There's uh, one in Diamonds Are Forever. Uh, so there's also apparently there's a Triumph in the Starsky and Hutch. Was that car that they drove around? And that wasn't a... Wait, in Three Men of a Baby, Tom Selleck drives a Triumph TR6. That must be... Starsky and Hutch and Three Men of a Baby are very similar. Yeah. And, you know, one has two men and a huggy bear. And okay, cars. Okay. In cars. Uh, it's a Ford Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Why don't you come to your <laughs> Remember side? that song? Oh, yeah. I also... Oh. Remember the song at the end of Gran Torino where he's like, Gran Torino, I'm racist. <laughs> you know that song? Uh, yeah, but I got, uh, distracted, uh, by... How come I can't see, uh, I guess I have to go to the actual page for Gran Torino. Yeah. It's like, that movie, <laughs> I enjoy that movie, even though it's horrifying. <laughs> Should I say that on mic? That uh, I like Gran Torino? Yeah, I enjoyed watching it. Go ahead. I, I've been distracted by, um, something I saw on the Starsky and Hutch page, but I don't want to, I don't think I should actually say what it says i don't think i think it's possibly is it about a deleted episode where they're attacked by a bucket of hot diarrhea <laughs> no it's a uh, in let's see it just says it's on their section called season one season two uh in contrast to police characters on U.S. TV in prior years, Starsky and Hutch were open with physical gestures of friendly slash brotherly affection toward one another often declaring that they trusted each only each other while likely normal in, by American standards since the 1990s, such body language conflicted with 1970s norms of, in parentheses, emotionally restrained masculinity. In a show documentary tape made during the show's run that can be found on YouTube, the narrator intones that some Hollywood industry types refer to the characters as, and I am quoting here, quoting, they refer to as French kissing primetime homos. So, what? <laughs> that's apparently what people thought of Starsky and Hutch in the 70s, that they were too friendly with each other and it made them, like, uh, therefore... Very uncomfortable. Yeah. And they assumed they were gay because they were, like, they liked each friends. other. Yeah. <laughs> they were friends who would sometimes, like, maybe, like, pat each other in the back. And so... Man, the 70s were wild, huh? A wild time. Around... I mean, this is 75 to... This is, like, 75 Hello. to 79 that show ran. That's, like... I mean, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, I mean, she was making it after all, and nobody was like, you know, Bert and Ernie were on TV by that point. Did anybody call them French kissing? Well, they weren't in prime time. 
Here's something that's very interesting about Starsky and Hutch. Yes. In 2003, uh, there was a series of video games. Uh, well, not a series. There's multiple video games put up on Windows, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, and GameCube. And I believe that they follow the TV show, not the movie. Oh, wow. Video games. You know. Yeah, video games another, killed the radio star. That's another Clint Eastwood joint. Clint Eastwood sang that song, Video Games, right? He's like, go out and play your video games. That's Clint Eastwood's song. <laughs> it got pretty good reviews. I wonder if I can find, like, a... Clint Eastwood's version of video games? I wanna, yeah, I'm looking Yeah. At, yeah, did it get is this is this a Lana Del Rey thing? Yeah, because she had this talk about video games, and we were talking about Clint Eastwood singing earlier. So I I mixed and matched. I put two and two together. I don't know. Nintendo okay, Power looks kind of like a a Grand Theft Auto or a Crazy Taxi yeah. kind of game. Uh, the, the cover art for it makes it look like uh some sort of like uh Street Fighter or like um it's got like that blocky kind of Tekken look. Ah, you know what I'm talking about? All I know is uh, there was. It looks kind of like. Did you ever play the Die Hard arcade game? No. Mm, good game. I think you're only in the car in this game. I'm not seeing too much. I don't know. All I know is that Playboy gave the PS2 version a 75%, the Xbox version a 75%. Nintendo Power gave the GameCube version a 2.9 out of 5. Uh, who had uh, the best? I mean, like, they're pretty average scores. Why did they make this game, though? That's the, like... That's the question because like the so question. the Starsky and Hutch movie comes out the following year like yes and like at the beginning of the year like what like were they like there's about to be a run on Starsky and Hutch thing we got the rights to it let's get this movie let's get this game out maybe I don't, yeah because I I know when that movie came out because I was working at a movie theater as it was happening and so. I saw that movie three times in the theater because I was seeing it for free every time because I worked in a the movie theater. And then one of the guys I worked with got like the big canvas like advertisement like we had for that movie. He was able to take them that home uh, with him because not long after that movie left the theaters, the uh, the the movie theater itself closed down, and so. Uh, we were able to take various things. I got the. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is when they still did movies actually on film when they showed them. So I have, I have maybe slash had the um, actual film reels we had of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, I don't know if I have any more, but I had it at a time. That's for sure. Hmm. Uh, what was I gonna say? This movie's fine. I don't. I don't remember disliking it, but I haven't seen it in fifteen years. So whatever. yeah, it's for it's a, probably better. It's probably better than Joker. Yeah, I'd say for a um, Todd, <laughs> for a Todd Phillips probably, movie, probably a lot better than most of Todd Phillips's movies. It is my favorite Todd Phillips movie, which is to say, it's the only one I've seen that I actually liked. I think. Oh, you don't like old school? I like old not school. Not really. Okay. No. I. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it since I was in high school, and I loved it in high school. So yeah. I, I, I. That doesn't seem like the type of movie that can really stand up today and like you can watch it with like enjoyment and not find it incredibly hateful that's the one thing about starsky and hutch is that for a todd phillips movie it's not terribly misogynistic it's like yeah there's not great roles for women necessarily like like the two only really women in the movie are carmen electra and ab smart as like bimbo cheerleaders who like date starsky and hutch but like mm-hmm. they're not and there's also another woman whose entire role is to take her top off in front of uh starsky and hutch and have them be all uncomfortable and there's also mm-hmm. probably some stuff that probably would read 
and uh, uncharitable light as gay panic jokes. But I don't think they're necessarily so much that as much as like, oh, these guys are like oblivious about the things they're doing and it makes them seem like they're like a couple or something. I don't know. It's I enjoyed it at the time. I don't think it's, you know, uh, by Todd Phillips standards, it's like, you know, um, a Miranda July movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it still seems like kind of an outlier in his filmography for sure, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I remember liking it. Okay, I don't. I I bear. I remember do it. I remember how everyone loved going do it. Do it. That I remember too. I certainly remember that. I also, of course, the, the thing from old school everybody did was they did earmuffs for a little while when they were gonna swear. That like, I think. Uh, oh yeah. There's, there's well, a, there's like a ton of uh, old school. Oh, old school. A blue. lot of yeah, a lot of quotes uh, popular from. Yeah, cause I remember uh, when it hits your lips. Uh, it's so good. Uh, uh, when Vince Vaughn says "home theater system," we're going streaking. Uh, we're going streaking. Bring your green hat. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, it's hard. It's like at that time, Will Ferrell is like so on, on like in his like absolute zone. So, like, he's super funny in it, but, like, I don't remember how anyone else is. I'm sure they're not great. Like, how great how, how great is a Vince Vaughn performance? How great could that be? Mm. Well, he was really, you know, he is dynamic in Swingers. That's what gave, got, gave him a, a career in many ways. Of course, we all know him best for that uh, shot for shot. Well, not really a shot for shot, but that Psycho remake where he plays... Yeah. Norman Bates, which I've never actually seen, but I bet it would maybe be... I saw when I was a kid. That's a weird thing to see as a kid. I liked horror movies a lot, and I liked Psycho, like the like the yeah. Hitchcock movie. Yeah, Chubby so Checker, like, Psycho, Belgian And, like, Congo. for some reason, because my family liked Six Days, Seven Nights so much, mm-hmm. Anne Heche had, like, a big role in my household growing up. Everyone liked yeah. Anne Heche. So I ended up seeing this movie and thinking that it was kind of boring, I think. I think that was, like, because it's, like, long. It's, like, I don't know. It just feels long, I guess. It's not that long. It's probably more interesting now than yeah, it was when it came out. Did you see there's a, the sitcom that Anne Heche had a few years ago where she played a woman who has like a near-death experience and then thinks God's like c- communicating with her? I don't remember. Is this God called. Friended Me? No, it was a different show. It was prior, prior to... Prior to I didn't see this, but I did listen to her episode of Doug Loves Movies where she gets in a huge fight uh, oh, with right. like, the director of Catfight, and Sandra Oh is there. She was one of those people uh, was there, too. Yeah, that owner Turkle yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't listen to much uh, Doug Loves Movies, but that episode is is wild. I don't sure. anymore. I used to listen to it on the regular but then I... Um... That's like one of those podcasts where like when someone like... Because it's like a game. It's like a game show yes. where someone doesn't know something that I know. It makes me incredibly frustrated uh, for like no real reason. Like I'm choosing to listen to this game show where like part of the fun is not knowing the thing. Mm-hmm. But it just like uh, annoys me. Uh, yeah. Uh, the re- I was I listened to it back in the day more when one day Leonard Malton game was the game they'd always play. They don't mm-hmm. really play it. And two, like it used to be a show they do in LA. So they'd have like famous like people, like interesting celebrities. Yeah. But these days, like, every episode's basically him on the road with, like, a couple road comics that are, yeah. like, you know, of, uh, but yeah. Because that owner Turkle guy, he was first on an episode that was uh, right. done at uh, the Travis and he, like, City. he, like, begged to come back or something. Because yeah. he got kicked off the show, yeah. right? He, like, he, he got talking. kicked off the show, he begged to come back, and when he finally came back, he got in another fight. Yeah, the first time wasn't really a fight. He just would not stop talking. He was just, like, really motor mouse, then was maybe, like... He's, I think he said he's a, he was drunk or something like that. He's like really nervous and motor mouth. So like 
and he apologized. So like he was like, all right, I'll let you come back on to like yeah, um, you know, uh, do like you know promote your film. And then I think he got like drunk again or whatever that Doug Benson said. That he was like really aggressive. He's like, oh, where's where's the Trump voters in your audience? And he's like, yeah, fuck you, Doug Benson. It was like really awkward. And Anna Hayes was like getting involved. And she, yeah. she said that this was an example of, like, violence towards women. And then, like, uh, she left, too. And then Sandra Oh just had to sit there and promote the movie yeah. by herself. <laughs> it was just so awkward. Oh, boy. Yeah. Poor Sandra Oh. She really deserved that. She's, like, she was probably, like, in that movie, too, because, like, she's friends with someone that was making it. Because she's such a, she's so, she's so, she was so big at this time. Like, I can't imagine why she would be in this movie. And then she gets stuck with these two crazy people arguing on stage, and she just has to politely sit there. Yeah, it was a weird, weird situation. I'm looking for Because this is only, like, one year before Killing Eve. Yeah. I mean, she'd already been on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, she was on Grey's for a decade, where she was, like, really, like, one of, like, like, I guess fans and critics, like, favorite parts of the show. Uh, and then she's in this, like, weird indie that looks, like, just from the cover and that interview, it just seems very low-rent. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a very low-rent filmmaker. But, I mean, it's got some, I mean, Dylan Baker's yeah, in it, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone is some, uh, I feel like I know this, Ivana Milicevic, Milicevic, she sounds familiar, but I can barely pronounce her name, so, it's it's got a lot of... Uh, we're, you know, I can't pronounce this woman's name. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this uh, in, the, in the same way many people can't pronounce my name. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she was born in Sar- uh, Sarajevo, Yugoslavia, and uh, now I can't uh, pronounce uh, her name. <laughs> All right. So that show, uh, Van Hay show, was... Milichev. <laughs> Sorry. The Van Hay show is called Save Me. Its Wikipedia page is fairly simple. Uh, Save Me is an American sitcom starring Anne Haitian's Beth Harper, a woman who, after nearly choking the dust on a sandwich, becomes a direct pipeline to God. NBC plays the 13-episode series Order, uh, and it ended after its seventh episode. So six episodes went unaired. So yeah, seven episodes of the show aired, sixth in an air. Uh, I watched it because I was reviewing it at the time for a website. It apparently got heat from One Million Moms, the censorship advocacy group. Uh, they complained that it was anti-Christian, anti-Christian Slater. <laughs> one assumes. Yeah. Well, every episode started with with a title card that said "fuck Christian Slater," yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I bet that this show is like. I mean, I've never seen it, but oh wait, Raphael Bob Walks Walksberg wrote for it. Isn't that the guy from uh, BoJack? Uh yeah, he is. Yeah, he wrote. One, yeah, he's oh. one of the original episodes, and then. He's on the episode that has like three writers. <laughs> Uh, one of the episodes has, and has there's another one that has three writers there. Uh, that it doesn't name he, Anthony King. Who created also, this show? Oh, John Scott Shepard. He doesn't have um. No, he doesn't. Does not have a page. Uh, yeah, and then uh, one of the guys who wrote him was Andy Bobro. I knew his name was familiar because he worked on Community and he worked on Malcolm in the Middle. And then this guy, Michael McDonald, directed an episode. Yes, Stewart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, seeing some other guy, who's this John Scott Shepard? I'll have to IMDb him. This is Chris and Matt Skim. You gotta throw, you gotta throw a tag for "Save Me" in the episode description of this because just all those "Save Me" fans are gonna be looking for a, 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 a podcast where people are just talking about "Save Me." Oh, what well, Christian Stewart's playing Gene Seberg in a movie, apparently, aka Jean Seberg, depending on how you want to pronounce it. 
I just I went to IMDb P and IDB DB because there's a uh, there's a trailer for it. There's a trailer for that, and there's a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, yeah, you hear about the Sonic the Hedgehog? They made the Sonic look like Sonic, and now the movie still doesn't look very good. So <laughs> I suppose the name right? Yeah. Uh, uh, have you? What's your what's your uh, what's your feeling on this Charlie's Angels movie? The new one. Yeah, I haven't seen any trailers for it. I like Charlie's Angels, and I kind of like those Mick G. I like Charlie's the Mick G. ones, which is why this one seems a little too self-serious, almost, and like it shouldn't. Oh yeah, it shouldn't be a serious thing. Uh, this sort of thing. Uh, I I looked up uh, John Scott Shepard on IMDb. Let's see here. He wrote the movie Joe Somebody. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's a, that's the uh, Tim Allen. Movie. Ah, he wrote the screenplay for Life or something like it. He, that's a movie that sounds extremely familiar. He, yeah, he created some show called The Days. I'm going to look up what that is, a TV show from 2004. Yeah, Life or Something Like It, starring Angelina Jolie and Edward uh, Burns. There we go. One of those Edward Burns movies. And then... 2002 romantic comedy by Stephen Herrick. Yeah, and then he uh, created Save Me, and then that failed. In 2019, he created... Oh, no... In 2016, he created some show called You, Me, Her, starring Greg Poehler, Rachel Blanchard. Greg Poehler. Is this like a, where's the, is this show from like a different country or something? I've never heard of it, but lesbian romance, Jack, Escort Lizzie, USA, Canada. Oh, it's made in Canada. What are you reading? I'm reading the review. I'm reading, what, I'm trying to figure out what You, Me, Her is because it was created by the Save Me guy. They said that there's... 50 some odd episodes of it is created in 2006 but I never heard of it and I didn't know anything about it so I tried to look it up and uh, it's I tried to figure out what channel this because it stars Greg Poehler who's I believe Amy Poehler's brother but I also think that he like lives in like Sweden or something or maybe this is a different guy named Greg Poehler uh, was born as Gregory he has see full bio uh yeah yeah this is like the dude he's like he's he's like amy poor's brother and then he moved to sweden uh ex-brother-in-law of will arnett it says on his wikipedia page for some reason <laughs> that's not necessary i don't know what channel this shit airs on i want to know greg what's your greg polar what, what are you doing this and this and this show what's going on filmed in the same set as life ex- reference in the simpsons crusty the clown what's this even mean I don't know what's going on. I, I, you've, you've lost me, that's for sure. I don't care. I'm tired of this. John Scott, whatever, good for you. He's, he apparently is a writer on some TV show called Fame Whore that's just coming out. Star Melissa Ziegler. I don't know who that is. I don't know anything. It doesn't matter. It's all, it's all nonsense. It's all taking me away from the crux of this podcast, which is Chris and Matt skimming Wikipedia. By the way, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. I believe it's Diedrich Bader was on Save Me as well. He's the second most mm. famous name. Diedrich Bader. I wonder what he's doing now. Uh, he was on the. He's on uh, BoJack too. Ah, BoJack Two. He was on the BoJack. He's on BoJack Two. Yeah. <laughs> he was also on uh, Veep for the last couple. That's seasons. right. Yeah. No, I saw him definitely on Veep. He, uh, oh, Diedrich Bader. He's doing fine. Oh yeah. No, he 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 did. He voiced. Uh, he voices Batman sometimes. Apparently. Yeah, he did the the Batman. Remember yeah. that car? They did a cartoon 
like a kids kind of style, uh, like a more a more kid friendly cartoon called The Batman. Uh, almost ten years ago, it's a it's actually a really good show. It's got a crazy uh, what's that character bat bat um batmite bat episode, uh, which yes. is yeah, uh, which is pretty fun. Well, uh, it's a, it's actually pretty crazy. In 2018, <laughs> but it's a it's a pretty good show. He's a pretty good uh, this is a pretty good Batman voice. In 2018, he was he voiced the Batman in the Scooby Doo and Batman movie, The Brave and the Bold, where Scooby Doo mm. and Batman. Oh yeah, that's he wasn't on the Batman. He was on Batman Brave and the Bold. Excuse me. Ah, uh, uh, let's see. What else did this uh, do? Do save me. Arrest development for an episode. Teenage Mutant. Oh yeah, of course he's on. He's on. Also, his voice is on. Be cool, Scooby Doo. He does a. Uh, oh, he voiced Booster Gold in Just League Action. He played. Uh, oh, he's doing the voice of Bruce Wayne slash Batman in that n- new Harley Quinn sh- animated show. That is uh, going to be on that DC Universe thing, which is one of those. Uh, I, yeah, one of those things I'll never see. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> oh, he was on. A, he was on a reboot of Wacky yeah, Races, say which that. is something that exists. This is like the sort of stuff that's like makes me like frustrated about like not like being like in LA because it's like there's so many like random like shows. It's like if these things were all like existing else in Sandy like existed like when I was like in LA and like doing like writing or whatever. It's like I could have written for a Wacky Races reboot. I could have you know written things for you know. Uh, Dick Dastardly and Penelope Pitstop to say, you know, I could have uh, been a part of your world, Pandora Pitstop, who's Penelope's evil twin sister and frequent guest racer. Hey, you know, some dreams uh, are meant to fade away. It's better to burn out than fade away, <laughs> dream style. That that's not what I that's not what I that's not what I meant at all. I was talking about the uh, that famous saying. Uh, uh, it's better for dreams to fade away. Yes, indeed. But yeah, apparently it's a good cast on this wacky races show that no one has ever seen. It's on Boomerang. Yeah, which I think is like a direct video thing now. Video uh, Boomerang's video on demand. There's service, 78 yeah. episodes of Wacky Races. So. Yeah, man. Executive producer Sam Register. That's a name that's familiar with me. To me, because he does like all the sort of animated stuff as like a producer at a. Warner Brothers Animation. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, yeah, he, he's done all. He, oh yeah, he's executive produces all sorts of things around the globe. You know, uh, interview on uh, the Wayback Machine from 2012. Cartoon Network Studios people. There's a whole Wicca for that, but uh, it's not any important names. Man, there are so many TV shows like that are still on that I just don't remember ever starting yeah. with such as American Housewife starting Katie Mixon. Oh, uh, still on TV? Yeah, it's, it's it has 76 episodes. Wow. And yet they canceled I'm trying to think of something that was canceled that was like a the, the, Well, the cast on this show is wild. Katie Mixon, Dietrich Bader and Ali Wong. Oh, wow. It's also got a uh, guess a recurring character uh, by Jessica Sinclair, an actress I love. She's good. Her sh- George Hamilton. Oh wow, the George Hamilton is on this show. I decided to look up because I was curious how many episodes have Chop have been ma- Chopped have been made because that's a show. It's like Chopped is just finishing like its thousandth episode, like that it filmed this week. Yeah, because they, they do Chopped be- filmed so many. They episodes. They literally do a new episode every Tuesday. Apparently there's been there's been 42 seasons, but you know asterisks on that because like their yeah, seasons are okay. Very short. So there's been 515 episodes and 26 specials. specials. Yeah, 
So yeah. yeah. Chopped has as many episodes as the news. Yeah. It's on every week at you know, every Tuesday it's on. Like I literally don't remember the last You know time. what's crazy about it too? Every episode is great. Yeah. It's really good. I still watch like every episode. I watch like I've never seen an episode of, of Chop that I didn't love. It's really a fun show. Yeah, I, I definitely very much even the ones they did recently where all the guest judges were like members of the Brady Bunch, like they're all Brady Bunch kids. And, like, everybody had to act like they were excited to cook for the Brady Bunch children. And maybe they were, maybe mm-hmm. they weren't, I don't know. They were cross-promoting that Brady uh, house home renovation show that HGTV was doing. So they had all the Brady Bunch kids show up, you know, to be like, oh, uh, yeah, come cook for us. And they're like, oh, here's an ad for the Brady Bunch house renovation. We're going to make a house look just like the Brady Bunch house from days of yore. Don't you love the days of yore? And we all love the days of yore. We can't deny our love for the days of yore. Yore's a great time for... Yore is a great time. Yeah. Man, yeah. Chop debuted uh, January 13th, 2009. It's been many, many moons. I remember the early ass days of the show. Uh, this just an episode of Chop takes approximately twelve hours to tape. Wow, that's a lot of time per episode. So they can really only knock out like one episode a day, basically, if it takes twelve hours. Ah, uh, yeah. But they probably. I mean, that sets hot. Yeah. That sets hot. Because they also like because you I mean you can't ask Ted Allen to, you know, but like if you do, let's see here. Oh, cool. The 36th. Oh, they only have. Wait, oh, uh, they. For some reason, they like it's been 42 seasons, but for a period of time, people were uh, putting down who were judges on Chopped for whatever seasons or whatever. But the list stops at 36. Nobody's bothered to uh, update it since season 36. So it's like this sort of like stops. So like they don't even have like Martha Stewart on here. I bet, because of course Martha Stewart has been on episodes recently. Martha Stuber? Yeah, Martha Stuber. The character from the movie Stuber. Mm-hmm. Alright. I think that's about it. Since Martha Stuber's a great place to yeah. stop. It's a, one of the best jokes I've ever seen. Yeah. So. Indeed. So, yeah. Thank you, Gabberbedia, for giving us a home for all our Martha Stuber jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. You can listen to other Gabberbedia podcasts if you so choose. Like, this podcast, if you have a place where, like, if you get this podcast, it's a place where you can subscribe or where you can, like, leave a comment or, like, uh, leave a review and, like, give us five stars or whatever. If that's a thing on the system you're using, you can go ahead and do that, of course. You can also go to my Twitter account, at It's Bazooka Joe, which is my uh, unofficial, <laughs> official Bazooka Joe uh, account where I'm uh, tweeting as if though I am officially sort of the Twitter account for Bazooka Joe, the gum company and I don't have the voice of it figured out entirely yet because I've never done this sort of thing. Uh, sometimes I'm talking like uh, I am the t- uh, Bazooka Joe. Sometimes I'm talking like I'm just managing a brand. I don't know what I'm doing. But it's better than their old account was that they got rid of. That was like a real bad account. Like, Hey, man. You're doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, this has been Chris and Matt's Skin Wikipedia. Oh, wait, do you want to tell people? Anything? You can follow it. You can follow me at Quince. It doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, we're having a great time over here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is Chris and Matt's uh, Skin Wikipedia. Bye. <laughs>